0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network The Unholy Trinity Podcast Three Blues Three Opinions One Everton Podcast Welcome to episode 117 of the Unholy Eternity podcast, brought to you in association with Sports Social, the UK's only dedicated sports podcast network, and also Fanatics, delighted to say you stayed on to, to do the, the preview, uh, Matt Dillon is with us today. As, we, as we're as we going to look ahead um, to the FA Cup, third and FA Cup tie, um, against Against Hull, I was going to say Hull Kingston Rovers. Then uh, the the rugby team of the league team that <laughs> they they popped in the maybe we put a rugby rugby uh, league team I, I, I might might uh, say actually win a game. But we're playing we're playing Hull third round of the FA Cup. Always great to to, to kickstart the FA Cup. Fantastic competition. A chance of silverware. Maybe maybe not this season. You know? who, who knows? Um, but it's a it's a big game, Matty, isn't it? You know, it's it's a break from the the Premier League where we're struggling massively at the moment. It's got to be said. Um, we, we go away to to Hull live on the on BBC One, I think half five Saturday. Um, so it's important. The, the FA Cup can, can really be a catalyst, can it? To, to kick-start things and and hopefully turn things around for us.
1: Oh thanks, me, yeah. Um, you know, I think obviously. Everyone's been looking forward to it. Um I think I'm the only I'm the only who's not actually going over. Um to so Hull, mate, by the bad I was speaking to a few people. Um it's my birthday on a Sunday, so uh, I couldn't get over. Um just a just a bit of a shout out to a few of the lads who actually come from Hull for every home game. Um Ian Mark and Stocky today actually everyone seems to be going over to them rather than the other way around. Um so I know they'll be looking forward to it. But um, yeah, massive absolutely massive game, mate. I think uh, you know you look at it they're obviously not pulling up any trees in the, in the championship um obviously back there um and you know obviously neither are we there. so it's um i think it's really important we get a good start like obviously we've been talking about um I think you know we've been behind the majority of games this season so you know if we can get on the front foot I think that'll make it um, make it hopefully a bit easier for us where if you know we go behind and we, we know what it's like when you're playing teams in lower divisions. The fans obviously getting right up for it. So I think it's a massive game in our season, uh, to be honest, because you know, not it's obviously the worst case scenario, but if we go out, um, you know, what's left? What's left really for the for, for the rest of the season? Um, and obviously then, you know, there's gonna be absolutely huge pressure um on, on the manager, um, live, like you said, live live on uh on bbc sport. Yeah, there's going
0: to be huge pressure if if that doesn't go our way uh, against the Hull side who are languishing near the near the bottom of the championship, uh, currently sitting nineteenth, only only four points above the, the relegation zone. So Hull are certainly not in, in any kind of uh, any kind of form, so to speak. Uh, they're struggling as well, but we've we've got to, we've we've got to really approach it. As a as a one off game, we, we've got a the players who were who are asked to play have have got a you know if anyone, if any of the young young lads are being used, if there, any of them come in, they they've got to look to really sort of, you know, give the manager um, a bit of a a bit of a prod and say look at me, you know, and and take the chance as we see with Anthony Gordon this season. He he's been given the chance, and like I said on on the previous show, he's he's one of those players. Now you're looking at start week in week out. And that, that's what you want from these games. I'm sure we're going to see some changes along the way. Um we've got a few players there who who might get the nod, Lewis Dobbin maybe being being one. Uh, I can't see I can't see um Calvert Lewin being asked to do another ninety minutes, to be honest with you. Uh no doubt Rondon will probably get the get the nod um up, up top. But there should be a few changes in the game. But we should still have enough to to, to beat Hull, shouldn't we, Lee? Fingers crossed.
2: I disagree. There, I think you should go full strength. I think you should just go full strength. We need to win a game. We need to win a game. We need to get confidence from somewhere. It's an opportunity for Calvert Lewin to maybe get a couple of goals potentially as well. Not by any right, we deserve to steamroll hole by by the way, because we don't. You know what I mean? The way we're playing at the minute and the confidence in the camp isn't great. So, um, you know, yes, they have been struggling. Um, they lost to Blackpool uh, on New Year's Day uh, in a tight game. Um, by all accounts, they were completely robbed against Forest um, before they had a. Yeah, that was uh, before Christmas. They've had a couple of games postponed. Uh, I got a mate who was a Forest fan, and he was saying when they played them, they had an absolute shocker of a penalty against them. And I believe Grant McCann's the manager, and he he had um, the EFL came out with a public apology, saying it was an absolute shocking decision. Um, so um, yeah, so they were unlucky in that game as well. Before that, they were on a half decent run. Uh, November, early December, they were unbeaten in five or six games. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's one of those, you know, we should be able to put out a side, any side that should beat them, but they're at home. They're going to be up for it. It's going to be a full house, no doubt. That's why for me, um, we've got to go full strength. We've got to go full strength. And and I'd I'd play Calvert and give him 60 minutes if we have to. I know we're playing Leicester, obviously, in the week, but um, I'd definitely give him 60 minutes at least. Um you know, he played the full night yesterday. He didn't look like too much. Like he was gassing, he was on his backside. He looked pretty fit. Um, you know, he was putting himself about a bit as well. So it wasn't as if he was trying to nurse his way back in. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd I'd go full strength. I mean, I'm not sure how far Richarlison's out as well. Did Did Rafa allude to that in the press conference? Is he is he far off or not? Do we know?
0: I don't think he's too far away. I haven't heard any more. I tried to ignore what was said post post match to be perfectly honest. Um, but. If you know when he first got the injury at like Crystal Palace, we, we were talking maybe sort of three or four weeks. So I think we're probably looking at maybe second week, second week in Jan. So it might just come a little bit too soon for Gajarlison. And you know, if he's coming back from a, a slight tear to his his calf, you don't want to probably throw him in on a, a FA Cup game away at Hull, you, you'd be looking to time get him after the league game against Leicester. If we can. Um, so, who else is going to be fit? I mean, Tom Davis was was close. He was back training on grass last week. So, another one maybe to add to the squad. Uh, Alex is going away with uh, with Nigeria to the African Cup of Nations. So, that'll be him. I think he he would have had to travel after the game yesterday. Um, so, that'll be him gone. Um, but there's certainly players coming back in. Yeah, I mean, it? still hasn't trained. I don't know what's what's
2: going on there. I, th- um, I think there's a fallout there, by the way. I think possibly, a it's, not, it's, not gone, it's not gone public. Yeah, it's not gone public. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a fallout there purely because um, he, he, he clearly brought him in for that game when I don't think Mina himself thought he was ready. He threw him in against Arsenal, and then he, he walked. He walked down the sun. He walked. He basically, walked. Brought himself off after 20 minutes, didn't he? As if to mm. say, soldier wasn't fit. You know what I mean, and I think Rafa. Yeah. I think with, the reason one of the reasons he got rid of Donachie was purely because I think he was basically sick noting a lot of these guys. You know, effectively saying, you know, they're not fit to play. And Rafa was Rafa being Rafa would have said, well, I think they are fit to play, so I'm going to play him. And mm. I think that's another another spat he's probably had within the club. So um, don't be surprised, by the way, that you know, if Mina even goes in in, in January. Um, or certainly I think he'll be going in the summer. But I think there's another fallout there that's happened that's not not quite got the same headlines as Luca D.
1: Apparently he's got a chance tomorrow, lads. Um he, he you know, in the press conference after the game he mentioned that he could be fit. Whether like you said, Lee, whether whether that means he'll actually, you know, involve him as another thing, but he said apparently he's got a chance. So
2: Yeah, well he's he's famously fallen out with his best mate, uh, James Rodriguez, didn't he? And um <laughs> You know, what I mean, he, he got he managed to get Mike. You put those things up on 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 our Twitter account, didn't you? About some of the goals from like you know highlights of 2021. And you look at some of those goals, and you just think, I'm really in tears here looking at some of those goals. You know, when you look at the players who are involved in the goals as well. So I, yeah, don't be surprised. I I genuinely think um, there'll be a massive overhaul in the summer. Massive. And, when I, and if he's still there, I think you're looking. Obviously, the players who are out of contract will be going.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think there will be. There's going to be probably big changes. Um, as you said on the last show, you know, who's going to be in charge. Who knows? You know, um, we just don't know how, how things are going to go over the, the final sort of five months of the season. Um, but changes in the summer, yes. Changes in January, of course. I mean, we've already seen um, a new left back coming in in Mikalenko. He was he was uh, brought out before the game against Brighton. Um clearly the Lucadine Lucidine replacements. And you said on a previous show, Lee, you know, ideally he comes in and is, is phased in over the course of the next say three or four months whilst Lucidine is still there. So he's not just thrown in uh, from the off, but this the situation being what it is, it looks like he's gonna be gonna be thrown in pretty pretty quickly, maybe against Hull. You know, he's he's gonna be, you know, COVID. Covid potentially might come as a player as we've seen so often, but maybe he's going to be thrown in from me off against Tull and um, see what he's all about potentially. Um, but he's we we just we discussed him uh, on the previous show about about him coming in and his, his profiling and how he's he's the perfect age now. And this is the kind of sign and Everton should be making and, and looking, you know, to the future and future-proofing things and, and buying players that you can sell on for a profits. That's that's what we should be doing. Um, so that's a good deal to get over the line. Unfortunately, not an ideal circumstances that you know you would say. Um, what what are you, what are your thoughts on him on a You know, like we said, it's it's now a necessity that he did come in because of the Luko Dean situation. But from what you've read or heard about him, you you think he's he's, he's going to be a half decent signing
1: for us? Fingers crossed, mate. Yeah, like you said, it seems the profile he, he certainly fits it. Um funny enough, I was speaking to can and Chelsea's so son over the weekend. Um just have a chat with him. Obviously, you know, Ukrainian lad himself, and obviously his dad, his dad is. Um, just obviously what he thought and what he did about him. Um and he said he apparently he was a little bit surprised in terms of him coming over now, um, at sort of this stage of, in, in his development. Um, but he said he, he's very raw. Um apparently he was just, he he came through uh, Kiev's youth system as a centre back, because obviously you've seen he was a big lad, isn't he? Big broad lad. Um, but you know he's got a good engine on him. Gets up and down the pitch. Um, just said obviously he has to work on his, his crossing a bit because apparently that's not not one of his better attributes. Um, but he said he, he'll get stuck in. He'll sort of run all day for us. Um, but exactly like what we, we were saying before. Um, and obviously like Lee said, I, I think they've, they've got to give him. They've got to give him time to bed in. Um, and obviously get up to the speed of the Premier League because obviously it's totally different. Um, it's totally different to you know to the Ukraine, So, um, yeah, fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed he'll, he'll go on and you know have a really good successful career. with us, like you said, obviously he's young. He, he could be our left back in you know, over the next ten years. Hopefully, um, if he does well. Um, but yeah, I've got to be honest, mate. I haven't really, I haven't really seen seen much of him. But um, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully it, it'll be a, you know a good signing, and uh, hopefully we will make a few more of them as well.
2: Yeah, you know, we we don't we don't mind signing players in this profile bracket, do we? You know what I mean? Because you know, at the end of the day, we're signing the kid before he hits his peak. You know, he's, he, so really, you know, even if he has an indifferent season, he's still going to hold some sort of value. Problem is, when you start signing players, obviously, you know, thirty plus, it's the opposite effect, isn't it? So, yeah, the, the problem I've got, like I said before, is is you know, they need to be eased their way in, and 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 this kid will certainly need to. Yes, he's played in the Champions League against some of the best players in Europe. But you know, Kiev pretty much go out of the group stage every single season. You know what I mean? So they go from dominating games consistently in their league to then basically being on the back foot in the Champions League. Um and look, yeah, I've I've seen that as well. He came through as a center half. He is, you know, and and he's um he's been converted into a left back. Um by all accounts, from what from what I've read, he's very quick. His recovery pace is very good. He's very good at one on one in terms of the tackle. Um and um, you know he's not too bad if you look at his stats in terms of being in the final third either. Um, so look, you know there clearly is a prospect there. We've clearly scouted him. You know by all accounts and what we've been told, he's a brand's a brand's uh, one uh, one of them on brands' list uh, that Rafa's approved. Um, and then conversely, if we get if we get Patterson on the other side, which looks like you know it's all but done. Um, again, someone who's raw, someone who's a young young kid. Um, you know, clearly well thought of at Rangers. Um, Rangers have, really, you know, if you've read the Athletic with Greg O'Keefe this morning, you know, they were trying to, you know, they've tried to keep hold of their best players the last couple of seasons now, and he's the first one that's really gone out the door. Um, you know, so again, a little bit of a risk because obviously he's, he's a young kid. He's, he's not been able to uh, push their captain uh, out the team at right back. You know, but he's he's, he's clearly a talented kid. So um, hopefully. He gets given the opportunity again, to, you know, ease his way in. You know I mean, you can't just throw him in straight away and expect him to be a million dollars. Um, you know, he's going to need he's going to need time as well. Um, he'll be a bit more sort of used to the sort of you know physical side of the game uh, in, in the Premier League, but the pace of the game will be far quicker than what it is in Scotland. So he'll need time to adjust to that as well. Uh, and you know, it's, it's just a shame that these kids are coming into a team that's just you know really lacking confidence, really on a bad run of form. And, and, you know, a team that's really disconnected from the fan base at the minute.
0: Yeah, I mean, P- Patterson, we, we know we were linked with him in the summer, weren't we? And we were trying to get that deal done then and we, we couldn't come to an agreement. So obviously, finances certainly um, hampered things for ourselves at that particular point. Um, obviously, Luca Dean's going to be on his way out. Um, so the money which is brought in. For for Luca Dean and potentially one or two others, whether it be Mason Holgate or or Jerry Mina, uh, there's going to be probably more money coming in. Plus, we have got the there's money from the summer which we can fall back on as well. Uh, in terms of the, the most Keen deal, Vlasic as I mentioned in the past, there's those kind of deals as well. Um, but Patterson was certainly a target in the summer. Marcel Brand was was certainly one of one of his his picks. Um, he's going to be sold buy Rangers to us for a club record fee, which tells you all you need to know and, and how highly regarded Rangers actually actually do hold him. Um like you said, Lee, you know, he's a young kid, we, we can't be expecting him to come in and and tear up the Premier League. It's not going to happen. You know, the, the beauty of it is I suppose that James Coleman is still there. Um ideally, you know, it's a sign that it would have been fantastic to have made in the summer and then being able to sort of gradually bring him in, in over the course of the first sort of three or four months. Uh, Seamus Coleman, as we know, is is being asked to play more than he, he would, or he always should be doing at this particular stage in his career. Not Like we've said, not his fault. Um, but, you know, th- this kid can come in and learn off Seamus Coleman, which is which is fantastic. Um, but important Matty, as I said, we, we can't be expecting him to come in, can we, and, and be uprooting trees. And, you know, just because we feel Seamus Coleman you know his best days are behind him, um, and he stole stole a little bit of times. That this kid's just going to come in and and be the be the answer. It's going to take a lot of time and a lot of learning for him to actually bed himself
1: into that side. Definitely, mate. And I, I think you know, Lee made a good point before. Just in terms, of obviously, the anger and the frustration the fans have got at the moment, um, not just with the team but the club in general. Um, that can't be forced onto these. These young lads coming in, um, they've got to be given the time to, like you said, to to bed in, and obviously find their feet, um, in a different league, obviously different from different setup, different style of play, different pace as well. Um, obviously, like we mentioned, you know, instead we Yeah, hopefully they go on from sense
2: My my worry is here though, um. Was wasn't in, in the grand scheme of things. We've obviously we've thrown quite a few a few quid at the, this this left back. Was left back a priority? It's Not really, is it? Yeah, you know, in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things, you've got one of the left back best left backs in the league, regardless of what everyone says. For me, he's still one of the best left backs in the league. And you know, it's not really a priority to be bunging twenty million quid at a, a you know another young left back to come in. Yes, look, you want a team ideally. We all we've all said this in any sport. You want you want two players for every position where they're pushing each other. They're fighting for that shirt. So therefore, the le- levels get automatically raised from that position. It of natural selection job, isn't it? You know, what I mean, who's gonna who's gonna fight for the shirt? And literally, bunging twenty million quid at a left back is it, for me it wasn't the priority to do it, especially when you know we're really teetering on the edge in terms of FFP and everything else. I'd rather have that money gone, you know, into central midfield with a ball carrier or potentially someone else at front or whatever, do you know what I mean? I'd, I'd rather it have gone in areas of the pitch that we need it. We do need a right back. We've needed one for ages. We know that. So I'm glad we're addressing that. But to throw another 20 million quid at a left back, you know, by all accounts, this, obviously Nkunku's gone over to, to Belgium. He's having a good season. You know, when he when he made a few cameo appearances under Carlo last season, yeah, look, he was fragile defensively, but he was, he was electric going forward, wasn't he? Do you know what I mean? But we've clearly made a decision on him. So, um, yeah, that wasn't a priority for me to throw. You know, good luck to the kid, and he may go on to be a star, and he could be a real coup for us, but that wasn't a priority for me in this stage of the season.
0: No, it wasn't, and, and that's why the, the end of Luca Dean's Everton career uh, is, is so sour. You know, like you say, it wasn't needed. It might have happened in the summer because we, we've been looking at this Michelinco for quite a while. So there's no problem in looking to replace players. We know that's all part of the game, but it was more the situation. And it's a situation around Nukadeen, which has now forced us to go out there and, and spend this amount of money on a on our left back. Who's a gamble? You know, by all the attributes to, to be a success. But when you do buy players from from leagues which are nowhere near as competitive as the Premier League, they do take time to adapt. Or sometimes the step can be can be too much. You know, we hope with, with this lad it's not the case. Uh, obviously, everyone's going to be behind them. But again, with both Nikolenko and Patterson, don't expect too much too soon. Would be my would be my advice to people. You know, uh, Ben Godfrey for me will probably play, keep on playing left back for the foreseeable. With this, with this kid getting you know fifteen, twenty minutes, and then gradually, gradually bring him through. Uh, but like I said, he may start against Hull, You know, potentially. Um, but I would, I would prefer, you know, Ben Godfrey to stay where he is and then gradually just introduce this this kids to English football. Uh but we'll see, you know, it's a big game, big game Saturday. Like Matthew, you, you said earlier on, you know, if, if we lose that game, what what is left of this season? Not not a lot is the is the answer. Um and the pressure really will be on the manager assuming he's still he's still there and in charge for for Saturday. But we'll see, Matty. Appreciate you staying on for the uh, for this episode as well. Um, fingers crossed, we can we can talk about a win on next week's show.
1: Yeah, hope so, lads. Thanks very much for having me, anyway. Hopefully, see no you soon.
0: No problem at all, mate. And we'll be back ourselves after the whole game. Um, we'll look back on that and then look ahead to the the rearranged game of Goodson Park against Leicester, the following Tuesday. So we'll catch you then. <laughs> The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three Blues. Three Opinions. One Everton Podcast.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.